G'day, my name's Martin Murray and you're listening to the In The Paddock podcast, where we talk all things farming. G'day and welcome to a very late Wednesday tech talk. I'm sorry I'm so far behind, but that's just the way it is. We've been busy sowing barley at home, sowing a bit of pasture here. Um, Anyone who's been following me on TikTok will know about my residual issues and that's why I'm sowing a clearfield barley and not durum wheat. So that's uh, just a bit of what's been going on in my world. Today we're going to be talking about drift, not something I want to be talking about, but it seems like we need to be talking about it because there have been a lot of drift issues getting about. And it's not direct drift that I'm hearing a lot about, it's inversion drift. So direct drift is, you know, when it's blowing a gale and or blowing more than it should be and you're spraying one thing and you've got a sensitive crop next to you and you drift, you know, the next... 10, 20, 50 metres, who knows, into the crop. An inversion drift can be much worse. That's where an inversion, which is air rising up from the ground, picks up that chemistry and carries it. And it could carry it 50, 100 kilometres, who knows, and then drops it out over an area. And um, it can drift entire paddocks, entire districts. It can cause a real mess. And that's what we need to talk to talk about today. So the drift we're talking about today is an inversion drift. And the reason we're talking about that is I've been talking to a lot of agros across northwest New South Wales, you know, big areas, Walgett, Canamble, uh, Moree, Cropper Creek, you know, these type of areas. And they've all been experiencing a bit of drift in one way or the other. And I know when everyone normally thinks drift, they're normally thinking about ester and 2,4-D and cotton or ester 2,4-D and some sort of pulse crop. But one of the biggest killers is, um, yeah, inversion drift with glyphosate around planting time. So you're getting that hot air, lifting the chemistry up, transporting it a significant distance, you know, 10, 20 kilometres, possibly more, and then dropping it out onto a crop. And it can drift you know, entire districts. Um, and most of what I've heard that's been about has been uh, a Group G mixed with glyphosate and it's done a significant amount of damage. So you've really got to be mindful of your spraying conditions. When you're spraying, I know it's a bit of a rush at planting. You're, you're trying to knock down those um, those weeds, get out your preems, get out your you're knocked down in front of the planter, you know, racing a rain front. But it's no excuse. At the end of the day, you don't want to be responsible for someone not getting a crop and you certainly don't want someone to be responsible for you not having a crop. So you've got to make sure that regardless of what you're putting out, you're paying attention to the weather conditions. You don't want to be spraying in no wind because that will linger there. You do want a couple of k an hour of wind just to get that product moving, get it there into the ground. Likewise, you don't want to be spraying in a gale. Otherwise, you'll be spraying the next paddock along. It's, um, yeah, not what you want. And you've got to be mindful of those key risk periods for an inversion. So, you know, around dusk, night, uh, early morning, when the earth's hot and the uh, air around it is cold, that's when you get those periods of time where the air is going to rise up off the ground and take that chemistry with it. On top of that, if your chemistry's travelling and it's drifting, it's not in your paddock, so it's not doing the job you want. You're going to get a lousy kill. You may get increased weed resistance 
all sorts of things can go on there that may cause issues. Um, on top of that, there seems to be a fair bit of talk on Twitter about a couple of pre-emergents uh, that are having a few issues. I haven't been paying too much attention and I haven't actually used that pre-emergent myself. Um, so I'm not going to comment on what's going on there. But you do have to expect some teething issues when a new product comes to market. Anyway, uh, as I've said, make sure you read the label, spray in the ideal conditions. New Farm, to their credit, have done a lot of work in this space with SprayWise. Go into SprayWise, check it out, get their risk calculator or calendar. You can get stickers from most of your resellers, put it up in your cab, so yourself and your operator, always aware of it, and um, spray to the conditions. If the conditions aren't right, don't spray. You know, worst case is it's going to do a crappy spray job. Oh, sorry, best case is it's going to do a crappy spray job. Worst case is you're going to drift yourself, drift your neighbour, or get drifted yourself. So it's, yeah, it's something to be avoided. Anyway, until next time, keep at it and uh, make sure you always talk to your own local expert. I don't know your area. I don't know your conditions. I don't know your soils, your rig, your setup your crops so always have someone on the ground that uh knows your circumstances and seek their advice cheers